We've been looking at this um, passage of Scripture, Romans 5, 1 through 11. We'll finish there in, on Christmas uh, Eve evening. So please join us for Christmas Eve service. We'll look at the greatest gift, Jesus Himself, uh, that evening. But this, this morning, we're going to look at joy and our understanding of joy. The passage that I want to teach from just for a moment is Romans chapter 5, verse 3 through 5. It says this, Not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So this morning, briefly, I want to look at joy versus happiness. Joy versus happiness. Happiness is this. Happiness is based on our circumstances. We find happiness in our circumstances. One writer says this, though, about joy. And this is my prayer for us this morning, that we will find joy throughout all of our lives. One writer says this. Joy is this heartfelt pleasure in God and His gifts amidst both prosperity and adversity. So We can find joy in both the prosperity of God God's blessings on us, not that we believe in the prosperity gospel that you come to Jesus and He gives you everything you want. But we do, we come to Christ and we get, there are things that we are blessed with or we're prosperous. But as you know, most of us, what do we do with joy in our adversity? And so how are we able to have joy in our adversity or in our suffering? Because the Apostle Paul says here in this passage, not only this, that this being our rejoicing in the hope, of the glory of God. We talked about that last week. We look at, we have hope in the glory of God, but now he says, but we also find rejoicing or joy in our suffering. So how do we find joy in our suffering? We find joy in our suffering because we know what suffering does. We know that suffering does these three things. Suffering produces endurance. So as we persevere through the suffering we gain endurance the same way if you are an athlete you train and train and train so that you have endurance to make it to the end of the race if i went out right now and tried to run a a marathon um, because i have been running i will probably make it four miles out of the 26 miles now that might sound good four miles but i've got 22 more to go I don't have the endurance in my lungs and my legs to to persevere all the way to the end. So God is saying we have to go through suffering or through trials to give us endurance. Because here's the promise, and it's not a promise we like. There is going to be suffering in your life for the rest of your life. And maybe this morning you're here and you are suffering in this moment. But God is doing a work in you to do something to increase your endurance, is what the Apostle Paul says. Not only endurance, but then it produces character. Like our suffering produces endurance, and our endurance is producing character. It's changing us. The Apostle Paul says in another passage, it's making us become more and more like Christ. Our suffering is what makes us like Christ. How do we know that? Because who else suffered? Christ Himself. From the moment He was born that we come and celebrate this Advent season to the day He died, literally the moment He died, He faced 
suffering almost every day. But it was his suffering that was producing endurance that produces his character. And we look at the character of Jesus. And my hope is that we are looking through our suffering at the character of Jesus. And we're becoming more like Christ. But our suffering produces endurance, which produces character, which produces hope. And what do we have hope in? See, it's our peace with God and it's our hope with God that we're able to find joy. You see, if we don't have peace with God that we talked about the first week, there's no way we're going to have joy. If we don't have hope in God's glory, there's no way we're going to have, and we're never, we're never going to find joy in God. So we have to have peace and hope first that is producing joy in our lives, even in the midst of our circumstances. Turn with me just for a moment to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Hold your thumb in chapter 5 because we're going to jump right back there. This is what the Apostle Paul is asking God and he's saying to God. He says this in chapter 4, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. But we have this treasure. We have the gospel. We have this character in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God, not to us. And then he says this. We are afflicted in every way. We are persecuted in every way. But we are not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body of death, Jesus. So because we have Jesus, we're not crushed. We're not perplexed. It, it doesn't gonna take us all the way to our end. Because of the gospel of our hope, and our peace that we have been given to us by God. Turn now to Romans chapter 8. Just two pages over, maybe in your Bible. And this is the confidence that we can have to find our joy this morning in the midst of our circumstances, the midst of our trial, the midst of our persecution. It says this, Paul says this in Romans chapter 8. What then shall we say to these things? For if God is for us, who can be against us? Or if God is for us, if God is with us, what can come against us? What persecution can come against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also with Him graciously give us all things? If God saw His own Son suffering and gave Him exactly what He needed, to sustain the suffering, God will do that for you and me. Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? That's God's chosen people, you and me. It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? And then he says this, Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who has raised Him from the dead? Who is at the right hand of God? Who is making intercessory for us. So in our midst of our persecution, Christ, because He has been persecuted, is interceding for us in the moment. Like whatever you're going through in this moment, this morning, God's Son is intervening on your behalf. He is interceding for you and for me. And then He says, because He's interceding and praying for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, shall distress, shall persecution, shall famine, 
shall nakedness, shall danger, shall the sword. For it is written, for your sake you are being killed all the day long, and we are regarded as sheep being led to the slaughter. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. You see, we are conquerors because Christ Jesus Himself suffered on our behalf. And so we can find joy this morning in the suffering of Christ. Therefore, when we suffer, we can have joy in it. And why is that? And we're going to talk a long time about this next week. I'm going to get my other 25 minutes back next week. But this is where we can find our joy because of this. Is at the very end of this part of the scripture in Romans chapter 5. Our hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts. We have hope with God. We have peace with God. We have joy with God because what we'll talk about next week is God's love has been poured into our hearts. And so wherever you're at this morning, Whatever's going on in your life this morning, my prayer for you is that you will find joy because you have hope with God, you have peace with God, and you have God's love that we'll talk about next week. Let us pray together.